In this episode of our series Talking with Premiers, YCR interviews Premier of Saskatchewan, Scott Moe. Check it out. In Saskatchewan and, and Canada, we check all of those boxes. And so, yeah. so they know that when we're dealing with issues of energy security and energy affordability, we don't have to sacrifice. We can actually have the discussion goes to a place of either or, and it's not either or, it's both. Providing some of the highest quality, uh, most ethically and greenest products that you can find on earth, and we want to do business. All right, great. Well, hi, everyone. Welcome back to YCR. My name is William, and today I have the honor of being joined by the Premier of Saskatchewan, Scott Moe. Premier Moe has served this province as its Premier since 2018, so thank you so much for being here today with us, the Premier, taking time out of your, I'm sure, very busy day to be here with us. Hey, well, thank you. Thank you, William, and it's good to see you again, and uh, it's a pleasure to, to be here with you today. Yeah, well, thank you very much. Can you tell us a little bit more, just before we get started, about your past? I believe you grew up on a farm and graduated from the University of Saskatchewan with a Bachelor of Sciences in Agriculture. Can you explain how that shapes your policymaking and your view of the importance of agriculture and resources in Saskatchewan? Well, I, I think it does. I grew up in a, on a rural farm, uh, about four hours north of our capital city of Regina in Saskatchewan, went on. Uh, both my wife and I actually were married in, uh, in university, and uh, I, I took, where I received my Bachelor of Science in Agriculture and worked in the agriculture industry for a for a number of years, and I, th- I think it really you know, it taught me two things. First, growing up on the farm is just, you know just how resilient uh, people, uh, yeah. Canadians uh, largely, but people in the West uh, are with that rural uh, background. Many people are one or two generations from the farm, and two, uh, it, it really opened my eyes going to university and some of the connections that I had made there as to what a a global player uh, Canada is and what a global player Saskatchewan is on so many uh, in in so many resource commodities and. Uh, you know, so those are the two things that really I, I took from my upbringing and then uh, um, my time at, at university was, you know, those connections and our, our ultimately our connection as a province and as a nation to uh, the importance of food security and energy security uh, globally. Yeah, 100%. Well, I think you're totally right when you say that Saskatchewan and Canada in general have everything the world needs, especially when it comes to energy security and food security. How do you think Saskatchewan can use its natural resources to help Canada and the world? How can we take advantage of everything that we have here? How can we better distribute what Saskatchewan possesses? Well, I think Saskatchewan, and, and, and I'll speak largely to Canada as well, but I'll, I'll speak specifically to Saskatchewan, yeah, of course. the province I represent. And I, you know, really what we've done uh, for years uh, in the past is is provided food and energy security to other Canadians, to our fellow North Americans, and and to people uh, globally. Uh, and, and we've done that over the past, we're doing that today, and we, we fully intend on doing that in the future. And so, you know, how do we position ourselves best today? Uh, in light of a you know a post-pandemic world, in light of a mm-hmm. you know a world that is uh, you know undergoing significant supply chain shifts uh, due to partially due to a Russian invasion of Ukraine, but also partially due to uh, you know many many people in the world are are now realizing that it not only matters what you're buying and what mm-hmm. price and what quality, um, yeah. but where are you buying it from and and will that product you know is is it not only sustainably produced product, but can it be sustainably supplied for years into the future and so. You know, all, all importers are looking at their, their food and energy security needs and they're looking at, uh, you know, where that's being sourced in the world, how it's being produced, and ultimately what's the relationship with that, um, that area of the world. And, and Saskatchewan and, and Vista Vista Canada, we check all of those boxes. And so, yeah. you know, this is really an opportunity for us to extend our reach with our, with our allies, uh, you mm-hmm. know, be careful and, and extend our reach with our allies around the world and really set a, 
you know, you know, set up our opportunities for for that next generation, and that's ultimately what we're we're here to do as governments. Yeah, one hundred percent. And you know, it's always good to look at Canada, how Canada can be a leader globally, how we can help provide the world with everything the world needs. But I think it's also important to look at within Canada, within here in Canada. Before the interview started, we're talking about uh, the relationship between Eastern Canada and Western Canada. What would you say to someone from the East, from Eastern Canada, to bring down polarization and help them understand the value of natural resources here in Saskatchewan? Well, we need to be Canadians first, I, I would say. And so we need we need to remember that. And 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 second of all, I would say that the relationship between different areas of Canada is, is quite synergistic. Um, we, we don't build automobiles in Saskatchewan, but what we do is we, you know, we mine and produce uh, products that ultimately go into automobiles. And most notably, when you look to the future and, you know, we see the, the talk about, you know, a Stellantis plant. We see the talk about a Volkswagen plant. And I, uh, you know, I, I, I can't comment on, on the math of the investments that the, uh, um, that the federal government and the Ontario government are making in those plants. But I do understand the importance and the generational opportunity to locate them in Canada. They're going to need products and um, to go into those batteries and to go into those vehicles. They're going to need rare earths. They're going to need a bunch of critical minerals. And those are going to be found in the Ring of Fire in Saskatchewan, ultimately in, in uh, you know, areas of central and western Canada. And, uh, you know, as you know, we've taken the additional step in doing uh, some of the uh, first stages of processing for those rare earths as well to make some of those those battery products. And so if, uh, if, those, if those plants are going to go in, in, in Ontario, uh, they most certainly are going to need the raw products to go into that battery production, and those are going to come uh, quite often from a place like Saskatchewan, who is a sustainable supplier, ethical supplier, uh, and most certainly, I, I think, is, 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 uh, speaks to the synergy, synergies that we have from east to west in this nation. <coughs> no, 100%. You also mentioned rare earths. You know, Saskatchewan has a lot of rare earths, a lot of mineral resources. How can Saskatchewan use those in the best way possible? Well, I think one is to develop them, and we're, we're working, we came out with a, a critical mineral strategy, which includes uh, specifically a rare earth strategy, which really uh, has parallel lanes. One is to develop the mining industry. Two is to actually develop the, the processing industry. Both are important, I would say, not only for Saskatchewan, Canada, but also North America and our allies, as we see uh, the processing of rare earths uh, re- really happening uh, largely in, in one country in the world. Um, and, and so this is... Uh, We've invested uh, heavily through our Saskatchewan Research Council in a processing facility. And so really what we're doing is is trying to incentivize and, and develop that mining industry, then develop that processing industry, and ultimately then uh, work with our folk, our friends in Ontario on, on the actual battery manufacturing and the vehicle manufacturing. And that's a way for us to become... Uh, you know, so sustainable in this space with North American, not only manufactured vehicles, North American manufactured batteries, but ultimately North American uh, produced uh, elements going into those products rather than uh, being produced from, uh, you know, some other country around the world that, you know, may or may not be an ally, may or may not have that that sustainable supply chain mm-hmm. uh, year in, year out. And so, you know, I think therein lies, um, you know, some of the opportunity, quite likely, William, for your your generation as opposed to to mine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we, we just talked about rare earths and mineral resources. Another big resource that we have in Saskatchewan is potash. The potash industry is huge in Saskatchewan. Can you tell us more about the role of the potash industry in your province and how important it is to your province's economy? Yeah, we're, we're Saskatchewan, uh, all Canadian potash and uranium for that matter, but all Canadian potash is, uh, is produced in Saskatchewan. Um, and actually, Saskatchewan is the largest exporter of potash in the world today. Uh, and most certainly, uh, we are producing not only some of the highest quality 
uh, potash, competitively priced, and providing uh, that uh, to uh, many, many countries around the world, helping them with their, their domestic food production, thereby their, their food security uh, for their nation. Um, but it's also the cleanest potash that you can buy on Earth. We've been, you know, doing some uh, some uh, uh, some research into, you know, what is the GHG footprint or the carbon footprint uh, per ton of potash that we produce relative to our our competitors around the world. And we've actually come to the conclusion that it's about 50% lower. Um, so Saskatchewan potash, uh, you know, it has a, an incredible story to tell, not only in um, the trade relationships that we have developed through that industry, not only in uh, the ability for us to be part of providing food security to our allied nations around the world, um, but in doing so, we're providing them with the cleanest product that you can find on earth. And that's true, I think, in many of the products that we produce, uh, including potash in Saskatchewan. And I would say that if we uh, look uh, more broadly across the nation, it's true uh, for, for many of the products that we produce in Canada as well. And we should be proud of that uh, from coast to coast to coast as Canadians. Yeah, definitely. And be before I moved to Western Canada, I didn't even know what potash was. So it was definitely interesting to learn more about the role of potash in Saskatchewan and what it actually brings to the economy and how important it is when it comes to agriculture and many things. Um, yeah. Right, yeah. So just to move on from resources themselves and look, looking more at the policy surrounding resources and politics surrounding resources, we all know there's often competing interests between the federal government and provincial governments in Canada. How do you feel all at once Saskatchewan can work better together to use the resources we have in Western, in Western Canada the best we can? Well, I, I would say a number of ways, and I, I don't know if any federal government, provincial government have been uh, as good as they should be at this. And uh, maybe part of it is, again, understanding that we are Canadians first, but we need to collaborate better between the levels of government. And, and um, you know, I, I'm at the centre of some of this lack of collaboration at times. I would call it um, a, a reaction, a reactionary. Uh, sometimes there's some reactionary comments that come out of Saskatchewan. Sometimes there's some reactionary legislation that comes out of uh, Saskatchewan when we feel there's a federal government that is not only not collaborating but is actually uh, infringing in areas of provincial jurisdiction under the Constitution and so I think we all need to do a better job of collaborating in the best interests of of Canadians. Uh, two, I would say that we we need to recognize what we're already doing uh, in in the the production spaces uh, that we that we are that we're operating in. As I said with respect to potash we're you know producing the cleanest potash that you can find on earth. The same is true for our energy production. The only net zero oil company operating in North America is operating in, in Saskatchewan using carbon uh, and enhanced oil recovery carbon that's coming off a coal-fired power plant. Uh, we have thermal investments that have decreased our, our methane emissions in the energy industry by some 65%. You tell me an industry in the world that has decreased their methane emissions yeah, by that's 65%. Huge. Yeah. You, won't, you won't find one. And, and that's happening uh, you know, here in Saskatchewan. And so you know, both at the provincial and federal level, we need to recognize what is happening uh, in these production spaces today so that we can position ourselves as uh, in the global markets, um, but also ensure that the rest of the world is is aware of, of what our 
our companies are doing, and in many cases, they're 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 world leading in the investments that they're they're making. And I would say, from the provincial side, and <clears throat> we're doing this uh, to some degree, but we we also mm -hmm. need to do a better job supporting our federal government when it comes to trade negotiations, when it comes to um, our our international relationship building. The provinces are much closer to the industries than the federal government, and we need to. Um, you know, support our federal government, regardless of the stripe, um, in, in those international relations. Because, you, you know, it has, as with any friendship, whether it be personal or in your career or, or uh, you know, at the, at the international political level, um, th those relationships matter. And it, it, there's a lot to be said for when you can, you know, pick up the telephone and, and talk to a, uh, you know, a leader in another nation or a leader in their industry. Yeah. And, and so we could, as provinces, I think, can play a, a stronger role in, in supporting uh, any federal government in uh, developing and, and, um, and firming up those relationships. Yeah, and just out of curiosity, you mentioned that the oil and gas industry is one of the cleanest on earth. Why, why do you think that is? Why do you think Saskatchewan were able to, to have that low of a level of emission compared to places across the world? Well, because of the people that are working in the industry, um, it's it's absolutely uh, you know people that are bringing innovation uh, to the forefront. We're we're utilizing you know enhanced oil recovery. Uh, they're they're buying all of the carbon off our Boundary Dam three carbon capture and storage facility, using that um, not only putting that carbon back where it came from uh, underground, but are taking carbon out of each and every barrel of oil that's being produced in that oil field and have extended the life of that oil field from one that was slated to be shut down some years ago to uh, now an oil field that has no termination date in sight. Um, we didn't have enough carbon for them coming off that CCS facility. And so they're actually buying uh, more additional carbon from the North Dakota gasification plant. So you have a, a, a Saskatchewan Canadian company um, mm -hmm. buying carbon from an American gasification plant, putting that carbon in the ground, <coughs> producing uh, oil that has a lower carbon content per barrel of oil being produced. Net zero oil company, by the way. Um, and making that oil available uh, to the world. And so, you know, it's that kind of innovation um, and investment that uh, I think really has uh, pushed our, our energy industry, our oil industry, <coughs> to a level where um, we, we're, we're proud of, of what, uh, what we're doing and how we're producing our, our oil here in Saskatchewan. That is one example. I mentioned the thermal investments in the Northwest as well, where they've uh, achieved uh, you know, a 65% methane reduction, that's relative to 2015. That's not going back, that's, that's not that long ago. And so, you know, there, there just simply isn't another industry that I'm aware of in the world that has achieved um, those types of successes in this space. And it's entirely due to uh, the investment uh, of, the, of the companies um, and the, the people that are driving uh, this innovation. And most certainly, I, you know, I would invite um, all Canadians to be proud of of the people that are working in this industry and how they are uh, ensuring that we are providing some of the cleanest products that you can find on earth. We should be collectively proud from coast to coast on, on that. Yeah, I fully agree. I think that's something Canadians have, must be proud of, the fact that we're able to have one of the most ethical and cleanest uh, oil and gas industry and natural resource industry in the world. Um, as, just on that, as I always say, as, you know, as we find our way to a lower, uh, lower carbon environment, uh, we, yeah. you know, however that is, um, we should be, there's some products that, you know, we may not be using in 50 or 60 years, but we're certainly using them today. And yeah, we so need while them now. We're, yeah. yeah, we should be buying the cleanest products that we can. And what we see in Saskatchewan is welcome because that's precisely what we produce here. Yeah, 100%. Um, and in terms of, you know, we talked about net zero emissions cap. The federal government has an emission cap plan, has a net carbon plan, has a net zero plan. Does Saskatchewan have a similar plan? And can you tell us a little bit more about it? 
Yeah, we have a uh, we have a, uh, a pricing plan that's in place on our industries. One that's achievable um, by the industries. One, and we're just working with them on how uh, they'll be able to move credits around um, and, and and offsets around in in that particular space. I, I would say uh, twofold. There there is work to do here on the industrial side on how we can incentivize work along industries with what's achievable and realistic as opposed to unachievable and ideological at times. Um, and that's what we've been uh, always attempting to do with our industries, with our heavy emissions, um, heavy emission, uh, heavy emitters program, uh, what mm -hmm. we call it, your output based uh, <coughs> heavy emitters program. Um, on the uh, on the consumption side, you know, and we've been uh, staunchly against uh, the carbon tax uh, in its initial form. Uh, we're you know we're against the the ideal ideology of uh, of the clean electricity standard, for example, which we think uh, also is ultimately a tax on on uh, energy. Um, and then last and not least, because there's many more, uh, you'll hear much uh, conversation uh, this week and into the weeks ahead on the clean fuel standard, which also is going to drive up the cost of of gas at the pumps and ultimately our our energy in general. All of this is contributing to the inflationary challenges that we're seeing at. At a personal level, in in our own households, in our family households, um, the inflationary challenges that our small businesses and industries are seeing across uh, the country as right. well. We, we, you know, the largely the success of of the Western world uh, going back over the last number of decades has been access to uh, clean uh, energy to, to to affordable energy. Um, so access to affordable, reliable energy. Um, you know, as we try to push our, our carbon um, our carbon emissions out of that space and I think we're doing a, <coughs> a, a remarkable job of that not only in Saskatchewan but across Canada we have to be careful that we don't sacrifice the accessibility and afford affordability of that energy or we very much will give up uh, you know the advantage we have in attracting industries uh, to employ right. people in our community so we have to be very careful and there's a balance in this conversation mm -hmm. no I, I fully agree just two more questions um, Let's say you meet someone from abroad, someone from Japan or the United Kingdom or France, and they ask you what resources Saskatchewan has and why it's important, why, why it matters, why they should care. What would be your one-minute elevator pitch? Well, I would say in Saskatchewan, we provide the food, fuel, and fertilizer, ultimately, that, uh, that the world needs. Um, and we want to play a role in, in uh, helping you provide uh, food security and energy security for the people that live within, uh, within your nation. We produce some of the highest quality products that you can find on Earth. We um, we'll do everything we can to ensure that they're accessible. Um, and, and that includes uh, working on long-term trade relationships. Uh, we do everything we can to... Uh, produce them as economically as possible, thereby making them affordable and competitively priced. They're ethically produced, uh, most certainly with the uh, the involvement that we have with First Nations, for example, in the production of uranium. Um, and they have the lowest carbon content uh, quite often on a per unit basis than you, than you can find on Earth. So they're, they are, uh, you know, the products, whether it be uranium, potash, agri-food products, whether it be our oil products, whether it be uh, rare earths uh, uh, that will be uh, provided in the future, whether it be lithium, helium, whatever it might be, Mm -hmm. um, we most certainly are providing some of the highest quality, uh, most ethically and greenest products that you can find on earth. And we want to do business with you. And we, we, we do essentially uh, use that pitch uh, time and time again when we're uh, mm -hmm. in different areas of the world or in one of our uh, visiting one of our nine trade offices around the world. Yeah, that's definitely a very informative one minute pitch, a long <laughs> one minute pitch. Uh, just just finish it off. I want to talk about that's the, that's, the, that's the Twitter pitch. 
Yeah, exactly. The Twitter pitch. Yeah. I just finished off. I want to talk about the fertilizer tax. Uh, during COVID nineteen, during the pandemic, we saw we, we faced food shortages. Half of, uh, half of our year in Canada is winter. How do you feel the fertilizer tax affects the livelihood of people of Saskatchewan, and how does it impact your, the the prosperity of your province? Well, like uh, the carbon tax, like the clean electricity standard, like the clean fuel standard, it's one of the most ridiculous and poorly thought out uh, uh, ideological uh, positions that the federal government has taken. Um, we're producing, um, we talked about oil and, and, and the, uh, the sustainable production of oil. We talked about, uh, you know, potash and where we, we fit on and our carbon content per tonne of potash. Well, when it comes to agriculture in Saskatchewan, through the use of zero-till, through the use of, of precision farming, through the use of um, mm-hmm. improved genetics, agronomics, all of those things have uh, really brought Saskatchewan agriculture to the forefront when it comes to uh, sustainably produced agri-food products. When it comes to wheat and canola, we're 65% lower car- carbon content than the next seven largest producers on earth, uh, 65% lower per ton on a per ton basis uh, carbon in, uh, in a Saskatchewan produced ton of canola or wheat than the next seven, our next seven competitors around the world. When it comes to field peas, 92% lower. I mean, we, we are producing uh, some of the most, uh, some of the greenest food uh, that you can find on, on earth. And now not only are we making that food available uh, to other countries around the world because we're producing more of it, um, we're actually exporting some of the innovation and technology that uh, is helping us achieve those types of metrics in Saskatchewan. The last time I was in India, for example, we sold, uh, there's a company out of Saskatoon, Clean Seed, uh, Clean Seed Technology, I believe. They sold a thousand air drills. Uh, to a, a, a company in, in India, signed a deal with Mahindra Tractor to sell many thousands more. They're exporting that zero-till technology now to India uh, to allow them to actually, uh, you know, start possibly to sequester soil or carbon in their soils, much like we've been doing here uh, for decades. And so, uh, you know, most certainly uh, why you would try to implement an ideological policy with no outcomes on the cleanest industry already in the world uh, seems a little ridiculous to me and, and ill thought out. But if it, you say you say all of these things, which I, I fully agree with. But I, f- I feel people don't understand how clean Canadian natural resources, Canadian the Canadian oil and gas industry is. Don't don't you feel we should wear, raise more awareness? How do you feel we should wear, raise more awareness? Well, by talking to people like you um, and putting out podcasts just like this, and you know, it, it's it's uh, it, it would be nice if you had a you know a, a, a wire. That would go into everybody's home in the morning and you could say, hey, look at what we're doing um, yeah. <laughs> you know, in the battery manufacturing plant in Ontario. Look at what we're doing in the jet manufacturing plant in Quebec. Look at what we're doing in the energy industry uh, in, in Saskatchewan mm-hmm. with the net zero uh, oil company operating there. And it, it's quite frankly, it just doesn't work that way. And so you, we have to tell the story time after time after time. Um, and as I, I said at the outset, and a credit to... Uh, uh, to your organization we need to do a better job of telling the story to other canadians from coast to coast to the northern coast and uh that's partially on me uh, to do that but i think everybody has a role to play yeah well thank you very much for your time uh premier Mo. hey thank you william anytime in saskatchewan and, and canada we check all of those boxes and so yeah. so they know that when we're dealing with issues of energy security and energy affordability we don't have to sacrifice we can actually the discussion goes to a place of either or, and it's not either or, it's both. Providing some of the highest quality, um, ethically, and greenest products that you can find on earth, and we want to do business with.